What the hell are you thinking is the show that talks about everything you thought you knew? I mean, well, not everything. We, we don't do math. But the kind of things that make the world the way it is today. Confusing, annoying, contradictory, and often extremely stupid. Join host Dave Bledsoe as he explores the past 50 years or so and explains how dumb things were then and why they're even dumber now because those things happen. You can listen every Monday morning at whatthehellpodcast.com or on your favorite podcast app. Death is your art. You make it with your hands day after day. That final gasp, that look of peace. Part of you is desperate to know what's it like. Where does it lead you? Now you see, that's the secret. Not the punch she didn't throw, or the kick she didn't land. She merely wanted it. Every slayer has a death wish. Even you. Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Buffy. We're just two boys watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time, giving our review, our reaction. We're your hosts. I'm Joe Elke. I am Vance. Today we're talking season five, episode seven, titled Fool for Love, directed by Nick Mark, written by Douglas Petrie, original air date November 14th, 2000, to an audience of 5.66 million people. And this is a, I don't know how to feel about the, this episode, like this episode and the angel episode kind of coincide a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like telling two different sides of the same story a little bit. It's interesting because I watched angel after watching this um, yeah, and it changes the context of some of the scenes. If you watch the angel one. So I would suggest everyone. I don't know, hop on Patreon to check out our Angel review. Uh, yeah. Because there's some stuff that we won't even be able to really... I mean, I guess we could talk... I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's different contexts of certain scenes. When yeah, you see... You, you learn a little bit more about what was going through the mind of Angel yes. in these scenes. It was interesting. Yeah. It's a cool companion piece. I like it. Yeah, I thought... It was very interesting after watching. I mean, I thought it was an interesting episode in general, yes. like uh, just watching the Buffy one. But then after watching Angel, I was like, oh, this is so many more layers to yes. this now. And uh, it, it goes to show like uh, the different perspectives mm-hmm. of the characters and how they're reading things and what's actually going on in their minds. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, this is one of those ones where... You know, if you watched Angel as well, uh, this is really a companion piece to that. And you're getting the full scope of the story. And but uh, I like yeah. to I like to say that uh, I've gotten down on like the the flashbacks being like so so. But they mm-hmm. nailed it in this these two episodes. I think I think the flashbacks work the way they're yeah. told in these. episodes. Yeah. The costuming for these though and the wigs <laughs> i wrote in my note like the joe's fashion report is going to be insane for this one. Oh yeah it is <laughs> we're, we're crossing some uh 
<laughs> some time, oh, some decades, yes. some fashion decades, and well, yeah. that's the thing. It's like I can't really. It's hard to do a fashion report on that kind of stuff because, like, I don't know the fashion of like the eighteen hundreds, the seventeen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. 19 early 1900 so it's tougher to be like that wasn't cool or like i that thought looks... you were an expert though i am an expert okay. and you can tell by how i dress i'm wearing my high school lacrosse tank top uh but yeah there's some wild choices going on particularly in the angel episode there is one scene that i paused and started cracking up laughing because <laughs> It's so fucking ridiculous. And they have a similar scene in in Buffy, too. Okay. So, um, But yeah, follow our Patreon. Patreon.com backslash boys watching Buffy. We'll be tackling Angel there. Um, join our Discord. Amazon Wishlist Throne. Um, um, we also yeah, we, are going to be doing Cruel Intentions for the Boys yes. Watching Movies podcast uh, this month. Uh, not sure when it's going to get released, but it will be released sometime this month. Uh, yeah. It should be a good one. Yeah, I haven't seen Cruel Intentions in a while. It's one of those movies where I liked it when I first saw it, but I feel like upon rewatch, you know, 15, 20 years later, I'm going to be like, oh my God. (laughs) And we don't have any shout outs, but I do want to give a shout out to our Discord user, Tofu Lover, for getting back on the mend. And we're happy to see that you're back. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, All right. Without for, oh yeah, also to get a shout out. Apple Podcast reviews, uh, rate and review, and then Spotify screenshot, send it to my DMs, etc. All right, let's get into this episode, shall we? Yep. This one starts off with a Spike recap of everything that he's been going through, his now uh, love interest in Buffy, uh, his lustful nature, and then we also get a little bit of a Drusilla recap of like oh hey this remember her she was somebody (laughs) i forgot that spike's nickname was based off of him torturing people with railroad spikes yeah um and they brought it up for a reason because they reference it well but it's interesting i i completely feel like they retconned that there's a lot of retcons going on i feel like too oh yeah 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 but i mean it's explained it's explained yeah. in a good way, but I'm saying without this in the opening, I would have completely forgot that that was the reason he's called Spike at all. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also get a little recap about Buffy wanting to learn more about her Slayer powers because of her uh, excursion into the dream world with the first Slayer. So we start this episode as we start so many episodes in this show in a graveyard. Uh, where Buffy is fighting this punk rock vampire. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's punk rock because he's got the leather motorcycle jacket and he's got a The Clash shirt on. Mm-hmm. And Buffy is doing that thing. I thought she was going to quip about his outfit, but she quipped about his smell and his, yeah. and I mean, his like hygiene. And I was there like, There is so much to quip about. I know. I thought she was going to quip about, like, did you just come from a like blah, blah, blah concert, you know? Because she well, is quipping. All- she is quipping. It's not, again. It's not even yeah, quips. Sure. Quips are fast. <laughs> She's lecturing. Yes, <laughs> about how bad he stinks, and I always am. It's always hilarious seeing the outfits that vampires are in because you assume that it's like they just came out of the grave 
And you have to imagine like, this is what that guy was buried in. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You know, not everybody wants a suit. He's got a big poofy, like (laughs) teased out hair. You could bury me in a t-shirt and a hoodie. I'd be fine. Everyone. Yeah. The parents, the parents and family members be like, oh, that's so no. But I'd be like, yeah, Yeah. dude, I want to be comfortable when I'm (laughs) (laughs) Send me to God in some comfy ass. Yeah. Athletic wear, please. Like, if you're a ghost, you wear what you died in versus probably what you're buried in. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Buffy is just monologuing to this guy about how bad he stinks and she's fighting him and they're going back and forth. She's got her stake out. She's ready to stake this dude, but he grabs her stake and stabs her with her own stake. And I saw that happen. I was like, good. Yeah. yeah I was like, <laughs> and finish the job, vampire? He just pauses. <laughs> yeah he's just like he seems more shocked that he was able to do that than anything (laughs) yeah he's like oh i'm not even like big bad (laughs) i'm just run-of-the-mill guy i was like i'm "I'm sorry i didn't mean to (laughs) (laughs) i forgot that you're the main character (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh i love that i love that he caught her slipping man uh because she is like did he catch her she's going on I feel like he did. Buffy got too cocky, dude. She is lecturing this guy. She is way too cocky, just. Which is interesting because we find out that that's not the reason that she got, got, you know, like throughout this episode. It's not because she was cocky. Being too cocky isn't the reason a Slayer gets, like, defeated. Yeah, it's, well, according to Spike, anyway. Yes, yeah, so according to Spike, which is like now, according to basically, because he says it, because we see it, that has to be the what is true. Because this episode yeah. does not do anything to say, no, you're just being cocky, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, when I saw after her talking at this vampire for so long, and then he just like turning the tables, like, shut up, stabs her in the stomach. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's kind of what you get. You should have just <laughs> taken this guy out. He's just a run of the mill, nothing vampire. We are losing so many listeners. They're like, they want Buffy to die? <laughs> <laughs> I want her to take her shit seriously. Is what yeah. I want. I'm not angry i'm just disappointed <laughs> i got questions about what patrol actually is but we'll get to that oh my god yeah um so yeah buffy is like shocked that she got stabbed in her gut and she's like looking down at it and the vampire is even like oh fuck i did that oh shit all right yeah um buffy pulls the stake out and she runs away and well kind of like limps away like as as good as you can run away with a, a gaping stomach <laughs> a major abdominal wound yeah so then the the punk rock vampire catches up to her he's like why are you running we're just getting fucking started and then buffy is like oh shit oh no and then out of nowhere riley finn comes rushing in tackles this vampire just wails on this vampire, takes the stake, stakes the vampire. Oh, no, he doesn't stake the vampire. That's completely wrong. He beats this vampire up, and then the vampire just kind of pushes him off and runs away. And then Riley goes over to Buffy. He's like, are you okay? Buffy, you know, looks at her chocolate syrup wound. (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, so they were like, whoa, what the hell happened here? And so he takes her home. They don't go to the hospital is what I wrote in my notes. They address yeah, no. it, but it's also you go to the hospital. But I guess she is. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Riley's patching her up. He's got super secret military patching up training, apparently. And Buffy has super fast Slayer healing abilities. Which we don't see happen at all. I mean, she has. I mean, we've seen that happen before mm-hmm. um, in other episodes where she doesn't have bruises or anything. Um, but uh, she also goes like, I don't want to go to the hospital and freak my mom out. I'm like, all right, sure. Yeah. So he's patching her up and and Riley's like, man, what kind of vampire was that to like beat you like that? And Buffy's like. Just a vampire, dude. And I was like, well, it had to be like a super mega vampire, right? Bobby's like, no, just one of those NPCs that I kill at the uh, beginning of every episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? And Bobby's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just as surprised as you are, man. I slipped up. This is crazy. I was getting a little cocky. And then Dawn just bursts into the room. Mm-hmm. And she, Buffy's like, oh, fuck. What, what are you doing here? And Dawn's like, Mom's coming. And so they quickly hide Buffy's wound. They hide the uh, antiseptic or whatever. Well, they hide the bandages, but the peroxide and rubbing alcohol is still out. And I was like, if the mom does not see and comment on that, she is sitcom levels of delusional mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she comes in. She's like, Buffy, I need you to help me with my grocery list. I was so confused about this grocery list. (laughs) <laughs> she's like this grocery list for tomorrow and i was like or for the weekend or something it was like how many how many days are they spending on this grocery list <laughs> but she does comment on the yes uh they rubbing alcohol and she's like what happened somebody get cut and they're like oh no nothing going on and dawn covers for buffy buffy yeah. dawn's like oh no don't worry about it mom it's nothing and so joyce is like oh okay i'll just believe you goodbye grocery list don't forget about it and she leaves and then dawn's like did i totally cover for you for something slayer related and bobby's like yeah you did thanks dawn and she's like cool i'm cool and then buffy's like you want to see what actually happened and buffy shows her like the giant cut that she has and dawn's like whoa awesome And Buffy's like, well, because of this, can you take over some of the household chores? And Dawn's like, oh, man, that's some bullshit. I covered for you. (laughs) Yeah. And so Buffy's like, please, will you please take care of that, Dawn? She's like, ugh, fine. And then Riley's like, why don't you stay home and rest up for the day? I'll go out on patrol with the group. What now? What is patrol? I know that they've been mentioning this forever, but is patrol like are they just out killing? Because they go to the bronze a lot, and they go out to mm-hmm. like things at night, you know. And a lot of times, Buffy's banging Riley, you know. Yeah. So like, patrol doesn't seem like an every night thing. It doesn't like I don't know what patrol is. The way that this show goes, I feel like Patrol is any character of the main Scoobies just leave their house and go anywhere. I feel like <laughs> it's like going to be shit happening. I feel like it's like walk around the cemetery and stab a vampire. Yeah. Like, 
I understand like, oh, this vampire got loose. We need to track it down. Sure, that's patrol. But like, they're just like roaming around. And I'm like, there yeah. are, at this point, there are thousands of vampires in Sunnydale. Like, I was thinking about this. Like the numbers. Oh, like it's so as many. I was, I was As I was watching this episode, I was wondering throughout the show at this point, I wonder how many vampires Buffy has killed. Like there has to be a counter. Somebody has to have like gone through every episode and mm-hmm. been like, all right, she killed two in this one. She killed five in this one. Like mm-hmm. what is the numbers? Because it's got to be at least like a hundred. Oh, at yeah. This point. She's at hundreds. Definitely. There's so many. We don't even know how many she killed that on that spree of bad girlness with Faith. <laughs> like, yeah, they were just going in the vampire nests and just murking them. I mean, I remember they had that conversation where Riley was like, I've killed like seven or whatever. Yeah. Or and and Buffy was like, that's it. Well, even this episode, uh, Spike is like, you've killed hundreds or thousands of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's like, yeah, we just keep on coming. Yeah. It's like there's a vampire that night with Buffy later in this episode in the bronze. So why mm-hmm. are you guys just patrolling the cemeteries? Like, I don't know why you have to go do it. Yeah, but they do. And Riley's in the in the graveyard and he's in his initiative gear Mm -hmm. and he's he's creeping around. He's got his protective hiding behind tombstone military training. Mm -hmm. He's giving hand signals to the rest of the gang, which is Willow, Xander and Anya. And nobody understands what this is. And they're eating chips and have no weapons out and are not dressed as they're treating this like they treated the Dracula episode when they ran into Dracula and they were like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah, they're so jaded that they're in the middle of a graveyard in Sunnydale and they're just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, he's literally brought chips and everyone's just like. Yeah, it's just what we do. It's fucking we're on patrol, but it doesn't mean we can't have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I'll talk more about it on the fashion report, but the outfits that these people have on, this motley crew. They look like Scooby <laughs> they do look like Scooby Doo characters. Like, it's yeah. so bright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so bright in this like shadowy uh grayed out like it's so funny looking yeah and they're looking at riley doing these hand signals from his military training and willow's like what do you think he's doing like what does that mean and they're like i have no fucking idea this guy's out of his mind uh let's just ask him and then xander's like hey riley Nobody knows what the fuck that head's saying. What are you doing? What, does, does that mean to follow you or what? And then Riley's just exacerbated. just like turns around. like, oh, no, yeah. The hand signal meant eat chips loudly and scream to be a beacon for vampires to come and find us. Yeah. And they're like, all right, fine. We'll get rid of the chips. But not before Willow grabs like a handful. And she's like. <laughs> like, don't you want? I don't even know. Like, I just don't know what they're trying to like. Are you going after this one specific one? At one point, Riley says, I'll, I'll cover the graveyards if you guys want to cover something else. Or I'll cover yeah. the cemeteries. We've seen a map of Sunnydale. You cannot cover the cemeteries. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let's split up. Yeah. Like me with all of my military training and then you with your potato juice. <laughs> like, yeah. No weapons, dude. Like... <laughs> 
At least Willow's wearing pants this time. Well, at least Willow's a witch. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, yeah, at least. But I don't know. I mean, I knock about how they're they're going out on patrol gear is not suited for combat. <laughs> Anya is not ready. She's got a Anya purse. is not ready for anything in this. She's got a little purse with her. Like unless that <laughs> thing is loaded with holy water. <laughs> it's better be a little bit holy water or bricks or something. <laughs> the biggest thing I thought about um also is that it's not just vampires in this uh in this place. You know? So like if a demon shows up and you like, oh I have a my giant crucifix, it's like, dude, mm-hmm. that doesn't affect me. I'm a different type of demon. Glory yeah. is still around. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so after this, uh, Riley being frustrated with the Scoobs, we go over to Giles and Buffy researching old Slayers, and they're trying to figure out like how previous Slayers have died because Buffy's now paranoid that she's going to die. She's like, dude, Giles, this was bad news. I just slipped up and got caught, dude. And uh, I got to figure out how all of the old Slayers died because I know that there's an expiration date and I'm trying to make my expiration date uh, quite long into the future. So let me see where they slipped up and what happened with them. And we can figure out exactly how I can avoid certain death. And so they're researching and there's not a lot of details about like their last battles or how they died. And Buffy's like, how am I supposed to learn from their mistakes if, Nobody has any detailed record. You got fucking detailed records about every demon. Detailed sketches of every demon and vampire. Yep. Pictures of Darla. Pictures <laughs> of all of these things. But you don't have any record of like how Slayers died. Like what the fuck is this? And that Giles kind of explains like, well, Watchers usually don't do that because it's too heartbreaking for them to recollect and relive and it's like, dude, come on. Yeah, man. that's what I thought too. I was like, these are the same watchers that when they turn 18, they take their powers away and shove them into a house with the vampire to see if they'll survive. Like, yeah. sure, you formed a bond with her, but I don't think Kendra's, uh, no, Kendra's watching was Gwendolyn like, Post. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, is heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't buy that. You guys are such like, all right, and this is the demon, and I wrote this thing down? Like, yeah. no way. You're stuffy British people. You don't have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're emotionless husks. But I get the uh, sentiment. I get the sentiment. But, Giles, if uh, if Buffy dies, you write that book, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't do, think for... I don't think he would have anything to say about this one. Oh, yeah, Buffy went on patrol, got stabbed by a regular vampire, died. I don't know how that's yeah. going to help. Well, it's also players. like he wasn't he also isn't there so i could understand how there's not a lot of details like well, how would he have known that the punk rock vampire killed buffy like how is he gonna write yeah that exactly how like why would a watcher be around when a slayer died and buffy you have almost died multiple times she has died once yes, yeah, actually, <laughs> you have died already <laughs> true uh but yeah, so then there's that moment and they're like, well, how are we going to get to figuring out how Slayers actually died? Oh, wait, I've got an idea. Buffy goes to Spike's crypt and she just slams him up against the wall. And Spike's like, this isn't hurting as much as usual. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, I came here for information. and I want to know how 
you, you killed two slayers, right? And he's like, yeah. She's like, I want to know how you did it. I want to understand like what their mistakes are. And Spike is like, all right, well, if, we're, if you're going to get information out of me, we're going to do things my way. So then they go to the bronze mm-hmm. and Buffy's buying him uh, beers. And, and he's like, uh, Buffy like flashes a bunch of cash. He's like, I'll pay, I'll pay you for this information. I know that you care about money. And Spike is like, well, this is a good beer or this is a terrible beer. And the only thing that would make it better is I want wings. So you have to buy me some buffalo wings and then I'll tell you the information. I do find it interesting that Spike eats food and an angel food eating is like, oh, the thing I miss because I'm a vampire. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like it's, uh... I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. Can I they taste? Yeah, oh. I mean, it seems like he likes food. Like he doesn't. He probably doesn't. Down. He probably doesn't need to eat food, but he can eat for pleasure. Yeah, I, I mean, think can, this can, is just they like can drink annoying. And, they can drink and smoke and do drugs and shit. Yeah, but uh, Buffy turns around to go get him the wings, and she winces because of her stomach stabbing. And Spike notices this. He's like, "Oh, okay." He should have been able Buffy to smell might. her bleeding, right, dude? <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so he notices that she is injured and he's like, all right. So Buffy's like, all right, well, give me the scoop. What happened? How did you kill the Slayers? And apparently Spike took that as, I'm going to give you my entire history as a human. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to 1880 London. <laughs> it's one of those things where he sets up a line and the next cut is a joke. Yeah. So he's talking to her. He's like, uh, you want to know how I killed the Slayers? Well, let me tell you, darling, my whole life I've been a bad boy. Cut to 1880 London. Spike is a very posh poet. And he's at a, a party, a soiree, writing some poems. And there's people around having a debate about whether... Uh, we like the police or fuck the police. <laughs> Spike stands up. He's like, I trust the police. They're good fellows. I don't think it was about the police at all. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure I it think was. they were talking about the murders that were happening in town. And then he was like, I care not to even bother myself with things like that. Well, people were talking about like, yeah, should we not the police? In, in I the don't think that's what they ask him about, though. Well, I think that he says something about, like, I trust the police to get to the bottom of it. He does say, I trust the police to get to the bottom of it. But he's talking about, like, the murders. They like these disappearances and murders that have been happening because, obviously, they are vampires. Vampires. Um, And he's also in a a hilarious wig. Dude. (laughs) He looks amazing. I love the look. fucking wig. I love it. I love this look. I will... I will say this look completely transforms him. And I, it was like, wow, what a transformation in this guy. Yeah. Uh, He looks so different. He's got little glasses and this poofy giant hair. Mm -hmm. But uh, so, yeah, he's been writing all this poetry and some bully guy like yanks one of his poems from him. And he's like, oh, what have you been doing? You've been writing more poetry. Takes his poem and he reads it aloud to everybody. And, it's like a love poem, and he uses this big word, uh, effulgent. And then after the guy reads it aloud, the whole party starts laughing at Spike. And 
he grabs his poem back and he runs away because he's hurt. And somebody comments like, yes, that's William. We call him William the Bloody because of his bloody awful poetry. Yeah. And someone's like, I'd rather have railroad spikes shoved through my ears than to hear this or something like that. Uh, Or eyes or whatever. Something like that. It's like, oh, that's where the the spike moniker comes from. I guess he took it from that thing that he barely overheard. (laughs) This is one of those things where... You remember in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier when Nick Fury's like, the last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Mm. And you're like, oh, what happened to Nick Fury that he lost his eye? And then in Captain Marvel, it's revealed that he got his eye scratched out by a cat. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, well, that took away all the coolness. And I feel the same. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this was one of those things with spike i think this would have been one of those things if i had cared ever about what his nickname was <laughs> like i didn't care like i've never been like oh when is he like i haven't been watching the show been like when is spike gonna get a railroad spike and kill someone you know like yeah. i completely forgot that was his like history uh until yeah, i saw me too until i saw the like uh the intro recap scenes and i was like oh okay <laughs> it's also funny because we get that intro recap to be like oh yeah the the railroad spikes this guy talks about oh i'd rather have railroad spikes Mm -hmm. put through my head than than to hear the poetry and then throughout the rest of this episode which is a spike flashback origin story Mm -hmm. he kills no one with a railroad spike well i'm fine with him not killing it the interesting thing is how did the watchers get that information wrong? Because Giles is reading that out of a book, right? So the mm-hmm. watchers have taken pre-Spike. Uh, I mean, maybe Spike eventually did kill people. Yeah, you're right. Like, do we ha- like how did the watchers come about the information that Spike is William the Bloody? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, that's I've always been confused by how the watchers get their information in these books yeah so spike is william the bloody is fully embarrassed he retreats he runs over to a couch where his crush cecily is sitting and he's talking to her and he's like oh all those barbarians they don't get us we are appreciators of fine art and i know that you appreciate good poetry and like maybe my poetry is not the best, but I know that you can appreciate like the effort and the artistry of poetry, right, Cecily? And Cecily is like, I have a question for you, William. Um, are your poems about me? And William the Bloody is like, um, uh, well, kind of, yes, they are about you. And I'm in love with you. And I feel so strongly about you that when I see you, it makes me want to write down these these poems and confess my love for you. So, yes, I am in love with you. And Cecily is like, oof, well, that sucks because you're a loser. You're nothing to me. You are beneath me. And she stands up and walks away. And I was like, Jesus, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. 
So, of course, William the Bloody is very, very upset about this. He leaves the party and he's roaming the streets of London and he's ripping up his poems and he's crying. He's like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. My love, she doesn't love me back. Bumps into Angel, Drusilla, and Darla. Yes, we do not. They do not reveal that this them. But as soon as he bumped into that big guy, I was like, that's definitely Angelus. Yeah, and um, you see him with uh, Darla on his on his shoulder or or I don't under think, his arm. Yeah, I, I they kind of I think you see Darla, but you don't see Angelus. Like they kind of play it where you don't see who he bumps into necessarily. Yeah, yeah it's like from behind. Yeah. you can't you don't see their faces, but uh, they kind of don't really notice him. They just kind of you know bump him with their shoulder, yeah. and it's like whatever. And so he runs away, and he's like sitting in an alley, and he's crying. And who shows up but Drusilla? Drusilla shows up. She's like, oh, my dear. Why have you been driven to tears? And Drusilla's back, people. Like, it's been a while since I've had to dust off my Drusilla impression. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you just, she, I, I don't know what you're doing here, but my love, she didn't appreciate my my uh my poetry and she, drusilla's like oh they just don't appreciate the wealth that is in your heart and your mind love and she's like caressing him and he's like what do you want lady that <laughs> <laughs> he's like what, what's going on here are you like are you trying to rob me because i don't have any money <laughs> She's like, no, I don't want your, I can, the only wealth that you have that I'm interested in is in your heart and your mind. And I can tell that you are, she uses the word effulgent because she has like mind reading abilities vaguely. And this piques William's interest. He's like, oh my God, she knows effulgent. I was just mocked for knowing that word, but this lady, she gets me. And she's like, you're down right, I get you. And I'm going to turn you into a fucking vampire. So she goes to bite his neck. And William's like, oh, okay, this, this feels weird. Ow, wait, ow, ow. <laughs> I've never seen someone scream as much as him when they get their neck bitten. Normally yeah. the bite is like, uh, and then it's already like you're succumb to it, you know. Mm -hmm. But he was screaming <laughs> so much. Yeah. Um, and this here is the first real retcon mm -hmm. uh, where Angelus is not Spike Sire, as he says in season two when he shows up. Yeah. School, school hard. hard. And he's like, you were my sire, man. You were my Yoda. Um, nope. He nope. was not. I also thought that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just. I guess that you could say that he was his Yoda because he does like take him under his wing and like show him the ropes about vampires and all that jazz. Yeah, you could do that. But sire definitely means like yeah. specifically. And it's interesting that the men were turned. <laughs> the powerful yeah. men were both turned by the women. Like it's not the other way around. Hey, man, it's the Adam and Eve situation. I mean, Angelus Eve did came. make Drusilla, though. He did. Yes. Yeah. We saw that happen. That was fucking brutal. Um, but uh, anyway, so now William has been turned into a vampire. So then we go back to present day. And Riley and the gang are still in the uh, graveyard. And they go up and they see 
they go to this tomb crypt, situation maybe crypt yeah crypt and they see the punk rock vampire and he, he riley like sneaks up to the window and they overhear the punk rock vampire talking to his gang of of uh, other vampire bros. And he's like, bro, I fucking stabbed her in the stomach with this steak. Isn't that awesome? And they're all like, dude, that's so sick. And Riley's like, oh, damn it. Okay, well, that's definitely the vampire. But there's like nine vampires in there. So this is a bad, we shouldn't be here. So he goes back to report to the gang. And he's like, there's so many vampires in there. We cannot go in there. We're not ready for this, so we should. We know where they are. Let's come back in the morning, and we can kill them during the day. We don't need to do it because they can't go outside. And I was like, "This is an amazing plan." <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's like, "Oh, we'll get more weapons." I'm like, "You should have weapons on you now." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when yeah. he's, I was like, "This is the, the smartest thing that has ever happened in this show." He's yeah. like, "Let's come back in the morning. We know where they are. Let's go and fucking." Kill them. That'd be funny if Anya was like, well, if everyone was like, well, I have school. Anya has yeah. <laughs> I just got it work. I'm really a big shot at the construction site. <laughs> <laughs> and we start early in the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to Spike telling Buffy his life story. And he's telling him about, telling her about how he became a vampire and how he was through living by society's rules and he, he's glad that he was a vampire. It was the first time that he felt alive and all this shit. And then we cut back to the past where Angel wants to kill Spike. <laughs> he's like, I fucking hate this guy. I love this scene uh, because yeah. it, it really established, because we had always had the question, what is Spike and Angela's relationship? Because they were like, Again, because of stuff that was set up in school hard where they saw each other and they were like, oh, shit, Angelus, I haven't seen you in forever. And they were all buddy-buddy. But mm -hmm. they had a tense relationship from the beginning. Exactly. And that's where I was like, oh, okay. Like, now the tense relationship of when Angelus returns and, uh, and Buffy season two or whatever. Like, that's mm -hmm. when we're like, oh, I thought they were cool, but then he's mean and he's treating Drusilla weird and... They have weird dynamics, and this explained that dynamic here. So yeah, it was it was cool. Like I'm sure people listening to season two or who've seen this show like multiple times and were like wondering what's happening, and they're like, "Oh, mm -hmm. but they don't like each other." It's like that is not what we knew from season two of School Hard. What we yeah. knew is they were like, "My buddy, oh, I don't trust you," but not like they hated each other from the jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a lot of the tension is rooted in the fact that Spike wants to be a famous vampire and he wants to like go around just killing and slaughtering people. And Angel's like, <laughs> yet Spike that's was uh, not. Yet Spike was mad at Dracula for giving away all the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like if you dig deep, then stuff doesn't line up. But I thought Angel yeah. was pretty like flamboyant too in his murders. He killed a whole town. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of this stuff doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's a cool dynamic. I'm to, just happy that we have a reason for them to feud and the whole like him taking Drusilla, which was his plaything, kind of, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So Spike wants to go around and like slaughter whole crowds of people and get into brawls and just like he loves the chaos and mm -hmm. the 
ferocity of being a vampire. And Angel's like, dude, if you want to survive as a vampire, you're going to need to be a lot more secret. You need to be have finesse. You need to kill people. Like there's no artistry in going around and just brawling with people. It takes finesse. You got to sneak up on them, kill them, maybe bang on top of them like we did with Drusilla here. <laughs> I do like it. Angelus is the most like creative torturer killer vampire that oh, we've yeah. seen. Like, yeah. Angelus is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best villain in this. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. Um, and then so Spike is like, yeah, whatever, dude. Fuck off. You're a piece of shit. And then Angelus just like. He's like, tell me why I shouldn't kill you. He like throws him onto a thing. He's got a he's got a stake. And he's like, I will fucking do this right now. I will kill you. Uh, and if you want to be a famous vampire, it's going to alert the attention of the slayer. And Spike's like, What the hell is a slayer? Another, Which then another thing in this scene, though, is we get Jarla's reaction to Drusilla's weirdness. Because when they start fighting, <laughs> Drusilla's like <laughs> The King of Cups wants a picnic. <laughs> and Darla <laughs> like, rolls like, like, what is this? <laughs> and I, we get more of that in the Angel episode, but I love Darla's reaction to Drusilla because this is something yeah. we have never got because they never crossed over. And it is so good because they're so, so opposite of each other. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I mean, Drusilla's a weirdo and she was always a weirdo even before she was a vampire. <laughs> Uh, and now you get to see like Darla, who is this posh kind of like she wants. She's seems grounded. To, like she's wanna, grounded. She wants to kind of live the high life, though. Yeah, but like she's also like doesn't say weird cryptic. Things well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and have seeing her having to interact with Drusilla with their like <laughs> this is going to be a great thing. She's got visions, and now they're dealing with the reality of like, oh fuck, we got a crazy, yeah. crazy lady. <laughs> I'm like so surprised Darla hasn't tried to kill Drusilla multiple times, right? Yeah. Like as much as Angela's hated Spike, Darla yeah. should have been that way. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. shut this fucking crazy lady up. <laughs> so good. But this also reveals a thing that we've always asked about of like. How do vampires know about the Slayer? Because it seems like Spike has been a vampire for quite a while at this mm. point. And he's like, wait a minute, what's a Slayer? And he has to have Angelus tell him it's about it. It's only been, it's still a year. It's still the same year. Because I think this is Yorkshire. They're in a different place, but it's still 1880, I think. Right? Okay. Uh, so it's only been, it's only been a year, maybe. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah you, we, but some people seem like they're born. Because... This is where, like, we're so deep into the lore and having watched all of it, you can go back. It's like a vampire came out of the grave, walked over to the Slayer, heard she was a Slayer, backed away, which was a yeah. great funny moment. So it felt yeah. like it would be one of those things, like in uh, Assassin's Creed, the, like, genetic memory that you get. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> like how animals are able just to, like, they don't need a parent to teach a bird how to, like, migrate across for something. Yeah. It's just, like, in your genes. Um, and you would think that vampires would just like know that slayers exist. Yeah, but apparently not. Yeah. Also, this is like where Spike insists on being called Spike. Yes. Because Angelus is like, William, you're such a dummy. He's like, I told you it's Spike now. Mm -hmm. like, okay. <laughs> um, so then we go back to present day and Spike is telling Buffy about like, well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to be a famous vampire. And so I figured the best way to become a famous vampire, like a vampire cult hero, is to kill a slayer. 
And Buffy's like, yeah, get to the point about that. That's what I asked about. How did you do it? And then he just like grabs her and goes full vampire face in the middle of the bronze. Buffy grabs a pool cue and he's like, oh, there you go. That's how we do it. Uh, that's uh, you always have your weapon ready. That's smart. No, no. He says a slayer must always reach for their weapon. I already got mine. Um, mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like he, she, he's somehow teaching her how to beat a vampire. And it's like they always have to reach for their stake. And that's like the time when you can strike. Um, yeah. But which they make it look like that tracks. But it, it tracks for the first slayer he kills. But it doesn't seem like it's a universal thing. Yeah. So now we go to the story of how Spike killed his first Slayer. We go to China in 1900 during the Boxer Rebellion. And Spike is fighting this uh, Chinese Slayer, and they're duking it out, dude. This is a cool fight scene. She has a and sword, I, and it's nice. Well, she also has a like custom-carved wooden stake as well. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. They do it good in China. Dude. Yeah, how like, come Buffy doesn't have a custom one? Even Kendra had Mr. Pointy that she nicknamed. Yeah, and Kendra's was like curvy and like wild looking. Buffy's is just like standard run of the mill steak. <laughs> like like one know? of those giant number two pencils. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if in... So we've learned that there's a Buffy video game. I wonder if like there's an upgraded steak that you can like get as you... Like you get a Mr. Pointy yeah. and it's got like more powerful staking abilities there was a game that came out more recently where it was a girl and she was fighting a bunch of demons and vampires i forget what it was and she was like it was like she was dressed in like a really like sexy schoolgirl outfit and like she quipped and killed but it wasn't buffy Mm. related but it had that same vibe Mm. i'm sure discord people will fire it up there's probably also like 90 games like that. There was one specifically maybe about like 15 years ago or so that came out 10 or 15 years ago, maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Spike and this lady are fighting and Spike keeps very narrowly escaping being staked. And eventually he gets hold of her stake and tosses it away and just bites her and kills her. Well, and the but so what happens is like he's fighting her. She loses the sword. She loses the stake. The stake is on the ground. She goes to reach for the stake. And that's when he's able to go behind her and grab her, mm. which proves his point of what he says at the bronze of like, you always have to reach for their weapon. Yeah. And so he bites her and she's like talking to him in Chinese. And she's like, please tell my mom that I'm sorry. And I love her. And Spike just, throws her down is like sorry love i don't speak chinese <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah um so then drusilla shows up and she's like whoa you just killed that lady and spike's like yeah she's like that was a slayer you know that right you killed a vampire slayer and spike goes yeah and i sucked on her blood and let me tell you something Slayer blood is an aphrodisiac. And they just start making out, dude. He's like, you want to taste? He's got some on on his finger. And I was like, damn. I I wrote my notes. Drusilla shows up and Spike takes his reward. It's like a a 30 Rock quote. (laughs) 
It's, and they're making out this building that they're in is just burning the to the ground too. Town or village is just on fire going due to this rebellion, which I historically don't know anything about. Yeah. So they leave. They report back to Angelus and Darla, mm-hmm. and they're like, Drusel's like, oh, we got some good news. You want to tell them? And then Spike's like, yeah, there's no reason to be humble about it. I fucking just killed the Slayer. And Angelus kind of looks like, shit, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes you one of us now. And Spike's like, eh, don't worry about it. You know, from what you tell me, once you kill Slayer, another one pops up. So I'll let you have first crack at this one, huh? Mm-hmm. And Angelus is like, yeah, okay, fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can tell that Angelus is kind of like, at least in this scene. Yes, so you have to listen to the Angel episode to get the other context of what yes. this scene means. Because, like, this is what we get from here. Angelus is jealous that he killed the Slayer and a mm-hmm. little pissed off, and we've seen that. Yeah. And then they do a slow motion walk away from an exploding building. <laughs> and I was and like, you gotta... I was like, these white this crew of white people walking through this Chinese village dressed in their like British garb is the yeah. most like inconspicuous thing in the world. And they're casually walking away. Yeah. It's that you get a slow motion, like close up on Spike's face and Spike's like, I'm the fucking man. He gets to do a little like step over, like a little thing and do a little hop jump down. Yeah. And it's all in slow motion. It looks, it looks great and out of place and awesome. It looks, it's so goofy. I was like, this is so goofy. And I got to tell you, you you have to listen to our angel breakdown because I have, (laughs) this scene is so funny in the angel episode. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So also, did you notice that? So they do a close up of Spike walking away from Mm -hmm. this burning, like exploding building. Mm -hmm. And then they do a wide shot. Does it look like Spike is like two feet shorter than Angelus? Like Angel might just be further back. He looks so huge in comparison to Spike. I was like, damn, is Spike really that short? Yeah, I I didn't. I was just paying attention to the hop and the fire and the fact that like no one's looking at these people walk. They're like, (laughs) people are fighting things on fire and they're just like strolling. Yeah, Angel, uh, Darla, and uh, Drusilla have like giant hoop dresses. Yeah. And sh- <laughs> yeah. uh, oh man! Yeah. But so then we cut back to present day, and Spike's telling Buffy, like, "Yeah, man, killing that first Slayer—that was the fucking best night of my life." <laughs> yeah. And Buffy's like, "That's such bullshit and i hate that that was the best night you got off on killing a slayer and spike's like are you telling me that you don't get off on this and and then he's like dude all vampires look forward to in our miserable existence is having one good day and that was one good day for me and then buffy shoves him and there's like a crowd looking over. Yeah, they're making a huge scene because I think he hits yeah. her in her like wound at one point and then he gets a headache and then she like and she screams and like he screams and they're like, what is this guy doing to this girl? <laughs> yeah, no one intervenes though. No. Oh, I mean, it's the bronze. You're like, oh, that yeah. is, you just step back. There's been yeah, worse like, shit that no one 
Remember when Vamp Willow was like choking the dude? And yeah. he started hitting her and no one did anything? Yeah. Dude, it was weird. That Vamp Willow scene was like, oh, you could do anything at the bronze. Yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Buffy shoves Spike and like you see the extras in the background all whip their heads around like, whoa, what's going on there? And then Buffy says some kind of quip about like, I can handle myself. I'm doing just fine. And then Spike's like, oh, yeah, well, tell me about this and punches her in her wound. Yeah. And she's like, ow. And then Spike's like, oh, and you see all the extras like look again, yeah. like, what the fuck is this? And uh, I was like, dude, this is so fucking good. Like Spike has already gone full vampire face in this. And now he's punching a woman. In the- <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. These NPCs are hilarious. Yeah. Being an extra on the Buffy set might be the safest place to be. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go to what I think is the single craziest thing that I've ever seen in the show. Okay. Riley goes back to that vampire den. And I was like. What are you doing, dude? Yeah, I was, I was like, I want to see how this plays out because he's walking up and it does not look like he has weapons on him. Yeah, he's still in his little turtleneck and cargo pants, and there's no group with him. It's just him. He goes back to the vampire den with the punk rock vampire by himself, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, Riley's dying in this episode. <laughs> That's it. That's it for Riley. He goes into this vampire den and the punk rock vamp is still bragging about killing Buffy and he's got her stake. And Riley goes up to this punk rock vamp, just punches him a couple times, takes the stake from him and then stakes this punk rock vampire. The rest of the vampires are just standing around watching this happen. And then Riley takes a grenade out of his pocket, throws it and then runs out of it. He does not throw it. He gently sets it down on the ground (laughs) and then walks out. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen someone do with a grenade. Like, he does not (laughs) toss it. He doesn't, like, take it, hold it up, freak him out, and then throw it where they have to, like, scramble to try to find it. He puts it right on the ground in front of him and then walks out. I don't. Doesn't even do, like, the bowling ball. Yeah, I, I don't know why that's the way he did it. But sure. I don't know why he went in there. Like, they have an exposed window. He well, he's not going to go back to next. There. Yeah, he could have just tossed a grenade in, but he's a psychopath. He also doesn't have powers, but he's able to beat up this vampire in two punches that Buffy, yeah. with all her strength, couldn't beat up. I don't even care if Buffy's, like, distracted or, like, cocky or whatever. This vampire that Riley beat up should have never been able to get anything on her. She should still be able yeah. to fight him and just be like, all right, I'll come back tomorrow and keep fighting you because you're so weak. You'll be my practice target dummy. Because yeah. Riley takes him out in like three punches. Yeah. What? Like, why yeah, do we man. need players? I, when he walked into that den, I was like, that's it for Riley. That's a wrap. Yeah. Nope. I knew he wasn't going to die because no one was around to see him. Mm-hmm. But he also gets a little walk away from an exploding building moment himself, which is yeah. <laughs> very fun. I want to know what the report is 
in the papers about this crypt being exploded. <laughs> yeah, like the family is just like, yeah. my, my husband's grave has been desecrated. <laughs> we spent all this money on that. Like, yeah, man, that do, has to be pretty expensive. Here's a, here's a question. Do you think Riley will just die or do you think he'll get turned into a vampire and Buffy will have to kill him? Oh, I think he'll just die. He'll die in Buffy's arms. Okay. If he does die. Yeah. I want, him to, this point, I want him to die in either Spike or Angel's arms. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's just be funny. All right. So then after that thing explodes, we go back to Spike and Buffy. And they're in the Bronze Alley now. And they are having a, a fake fight. How is the Bronze Alley this empty? And not right. This alley is where vampires just walk out of the shadows and scoop people up nonstop. Yeah, completely empty right now, so that Spike and Buffy can have a fake fight. And and Buffy's like, "How come you're not like in pain?" And he explains that the chip in his head doesn't activate and give him pain unless he actually intends to hurt somebody. So if he is like throwing punches without the intent to hurt Buffy, it's fine. And then Buffy just starts wailing on him. And she's like, tell me how you killed the second Slayer. He's like, I mean, it. this is how it went down. I mean, this is pretty standard shit. Then we go back to New York City in 1977. And Spike is fighting a uh, a Slayer. A black lady with an afro, and they have like knockoff Kroger brand shaft music play. <laughs> I I was like getting a Warriors, the Warriors vibe from this. Yeah. Uh, I mean Spike looks like Billy Idol in this. Yeah, he does. He's got like the cutoff shirt, like the spiked up hair. Yeah. And it's like curly, and he's got safety pins all over his shirt. Yeah. Um They're and he's fighting this slayer. On man. a subway car. Yeah. I got to say, something about this scene looked so different to me than anything that we've... Just the, the color palette of mm -hmm. them being on the subway, it looked like from a completely different show. Yeah, I mean, it feels... I mean, we haven't seen anything in the 70s, you know? Yeah, or, I mean, in New York on the subway. Oh, like, we haven't seen New York it, in... Gen well, we have seen New York in this when Angel was there. But, uh, but that made it, that was like the Steam Streets Batman version yeah. of New York. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is the 70s look to it. Um, yeah. So they're fighting and Spike's telling Buffy like, yeah, I mean, in this Slayer, she was a fucking babe, dude. Like she was a hottie. <laughs> <laughs> and they do this weird thing too, where like flashback Spike is talking to present day Buffy basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're Where, just intercutting between the flashback and him telling the story. And then sometimes, like, he's in the position that he's in. With, they're, like, matching, like, frame composition of, mm -hmm. like, he's, like, on his knees looking up. And he's talking in the flashback to present-day Buffy. All very well done. Yeah, yeah. it was great. This and is, like, the great way to do this as opposed to the sex scene with Riley while they're fighting the... The Polis demon. demon. And it was yeah. just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, this all kind of, like, tracks. Yeah. But uh, also, I got to say, New York 
New York City 1977 Spike looks scary. Like when he's on his when after he just is like killed this slayer and he's on his knees and he's like looking up at Buffy and talking about like he's telling her like you know I killed the slayer just like how every other slayer dies. It's because you are in love with the danger and every slayer has a death wish and you secretly want to die because you want it to be over. You don't want to have to like worry about going out every night and like, oh, is today the day that I'm going to die? You just have a death wish. So you throw yourself in danger's way. And then he just snaps this slayer's neck. And I was like, that is fucking scary. Like the coldness that he's talking to Buffy with and him just coldly snapping this lady's neck. I was like, damn. It was interesting because he's like, every Slayer has a death wish, even you. And Buffy's mm-hmm. just staring at him like, cold, like, uh, what? And he's like, yeah. Uh, and here's, there's like a couple things I thought during this. Uh, and everything's well done. Uh, they do a weird thing where like the Slayer and the flashback is on top of him. And then we get that subway lighting change. And then he's on yeah. top of her. And I was like. What, how did that happen? Like, it's kind of <laughs> cool, but like, is that really what happened in that fight? Like, um, yeah. I was thinking when he said the every Slayer has a death wish, that's how they die. I was like, even Kendra? Is that how Kendra died? <laughs> Kendra didn't die because she was going for a weapon or because she had a death wish. She kind of got like hypnotized, tranced or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's just like a random thought. And then I was wondering. From what we've seen, Spike seems to be in love with Buffy, right? Yes. Nothing he's doing today even hints at him, like, trying to, like, seep in some, like, flirtation with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's trying to up his reputation as a badass vampire. Like, that's going to impress Buffy or something. Maybe. I mean, he is a bad relationship person, so maybe trying to neg her down. Mm. Yeah. But we also see Spike steals the the 1977 slayer's jacket and that's the jacket that he's still wearing today yeah and he's telling buffy he's like you want death and you know what when you die i'm gonna be there when it happens and let me tell you when it does happen it's gonna be a real good day and i'm like and i was like (laughs) you you love this girl right you trying to hook up with her like right that line is that was one of those lines where I was like, there's no coming back from that. Yeah. And then so Buffy's like, get out of my face, Spike. I got my information. Leave. Yeah. And Spike's like, what? You want to hit me? Go ahead. Hit me. Give me your best shot. And then Buffy's just standing there and she doesn't hit him. And then Spike goes in to kiss her. <laughs> Buffy moves back. like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and Spike's like, what? You know you want it. He's like, you know you want to dance and it's like yeah uh, and then he goes in a second time and she's well before again before this like when he's talking about like the death which he mentions that the family the her having family and her having scoobies is the like is the thing that keeps her tethered to like wanting to survive like yeah. like her having to protect dawn as another layer of like i need to survive for someone else it's not mm-hmm. like uh you would think vampires would also have death wishes too. So I guess they do because they just jump out and fight the Slayer and be like, kill me or I kill you. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if getting staked as a vampire is painful because they just turn into dust. 
Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, so Spike's like, yeah, you know you want it. And Buffy rebuffs him. I'm walking away. Come on, fans. I'm walking Come on, fans. <laughs> that would be amazing if they were like, we named her Buffy for this reason. We didn't know that Spike would ever be a character. But we knew we wanted to do a rebuffing joke. <laughs> but Buffy says, even if I did want this it would never be you and she she shoves spike onto the ground and spike is like laying on the ground he's, he's just kind of like oh buffy throws money on him and then buffy goes and you know why it would never be you it's because you're beneath me and then she walks away echoing back to spike's love of cecily telling him that he is beneath her and then spike whimpers like a tiny little baby I, counting his money i i felt for him when he's like picking up the crumpled dollar bills and and like he is like broken like we've seen his heart broken before when he was a human and now his heart's broken like here's a vampire and i'm like damn she just echoed the beneath beneath me thing and like that's his trigger um, yeah. I was like, all right, that's good. That's good, good stuff. It was so sad seeing him crying, picking up his money. Like, I don't know what it is about that, but it was so. I liked um, that they held the shot on him. So you saw the whole range of emotion of him, like being hurt and then turning that hurt into like anger and frustration. Yeah. Like, it was... At the end, he looks like he is going to murder. He is pissed yeah. dude he's like oh yeah i'm fucking beneath you mm -hmm. i'll show you yeah i i gotta say this whole scene i fucking love this whole scene like yeah. spike retelling the 1977 thing mm -hmm. and like the way that they weave mm -hmm. the storytelling yep. between 77 and pre like it was so good yeah and, and uh, <laughs> i'll say this we never see any more of riley and we never see any more of the rest of the scoobies this episode no more giles yeah. like they are not a part of this um and then there's no follow-up to riley blowing up that thing i guess we'll figure that no. out next next episode um but yeah so spike now that he is seeing red he goes back to his crypt and he's gathering up some weapons and he's muttering to himself like, she thinks I'm fucking beneath her. I'll show her. Harmony's there. And she's like, Spike, honey, what are you doing? You're going to try and kill well, the Slayer? He gets a shotgun before the act break. Loads it up with yeah. these shells. And it's like, Angelus would have done something more clever and torturous. He's just shotgun game over. And I yeah. love this because I was like, that's Darla level of... I'm just going to bring two guns to this fight. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, why is no one... bring my I... shotgun to a steak fight. <laughs> no one has tried to shoot Buffy with a gun besides Darla. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So he's loading up his shotgun and Harmony's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to fucking kill Buffy right now. I'm sick of her bullshit. And Harmony's like, dude, I don't mean to be like raining on your parade, but you're going to get your ass kicked, dude. Like, You've tried to kill her with this chip in it and it always goes bad. Remember the last time you tried to do it? You were in pain like that chip won't let you do it. And Spike's like, that pain will only last for about two hours. But putting her out of her misery is going to last for forever. I'm done with her. 
And then we have a flashback. Wait, wait, wait. Because I was, I want to talk about that two hours thing. So he can still do stuff. Like he could, like he could still hit Xander in the back of the head with the pipe and just have to deal with the repercussions later. Because you're a vampire, you've dealt with pain before. Like, yeah, I feel like, oh, I'm just going to be sore for a bit, but I'm hungry and I need to eat blood, so I'm just going to bite someone's neck for a minute. Yeah, like I mean, uh, dude. <laughs> the more we think and like the chip thing is explained well he's like well if i'm not doing an attention i could throw punches like it's like yeah. they keep adding these like little layers i'm like just get it out of his head <laughs> like harley doesn't have it but like you could still have a conversation with her right like yeah you could still talk yeah. to vampires that don't have the chip i i don't yeah. i don't know man the chip is making less and less sense <laughs> they're gonna find out that that chip didn't even work <laughs> it's all psychosomatic <laughs> so spike runs out and as spike runs out he runs into a flashback to he and drusilla in south america or wherever i think it was south 1998 america, right? south america yep uh because that's where they escaped to after they left sunnydale the man these vampires be traveling right getting, dude getting to china london u.s South America? It's insane <laughs> that they have not come across rays of sunlight. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. and Drusilla's talking to Spike like, dude, you can't let this Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing go, can you? And he's like, what are you talking about? I came all the way to South America for you. I did this all for you. And I got to catch you running around on me with this fucking guy and we get a glimpse of that demon that Drusilla was cheating on spike with and it is hilarious looking it is a slimy antler having giant demon it is and he's like i'm sorry dude i didn't know this was a girl and he's holding a beer and it and it has this like perfect like south american like look to it ah oh, it's so good yeah, and he's just like, this is awkward. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know that she was with somebody. And Spike's just looking at him like, damn, dude. Like, fuck. And Drusilla's like, dude, I can smell Buffy all over you. And she's all over your mind. You can't let this go. I mean, and I know that, like, you're... Does she say something about, like, I know that you're thinking about her when we're banging... Maybe I do remember she said something about like I have needs talking about hooking up with that yeah. slimy am. I, I I'll admit I don't remember the dialogue exactly for Drusilla thing because I was just too hyped that they actually revealed the slimy demon. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but basically, Drusilla was like, "Dude, I I can't be with you because you're still hung up on Buffy. Mm -hmm. You're obsessed um, because she kept escaping your grasp and you couldn't kill her." And I can tell you're obsessed and, you know, it's kind of ruining your life and ruining my life. And it's, we cut back to Buffy at home now. And Joyce is, she goes to Joyce's room and she, Joyce is acting kind of weird. She's packing like a weekend bag. And she's like, Buffy, have you seen my conditioner? I was like, yeah, it's like uh, under the sink. And, and Buffy's like, what are, what are you packing for? <laughs> is Joyce packing conditioner? That's 
exactly my question. <laughs> she has like she has, <laughs> she has like I'm going out of town for business for a week. Yeah. She has like a big bag of stuff that she's packing. And Buffy's like, what are you packing for? And Joyce is like, well, you know that thing when I passed out and the doctors couldn't figure out what it was? Uh, turns out it might not be nothing after all. So I'm staying overnight at a hospital for observation. I'm getting a CAT scan. And I was like, why are you packing this conditioner? My you can go a day without conditioner. <laughs> My thing was like, so wait, were you ever planning on telling them? Right. What, are you just going to sneak out in the middle of the night? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's super weird. It was very weird. And, like, Buffy earlier is like, I didn't want to go to a hospital. I didn't want to freak out my mom because I just mm -hmm. got, like, stabbed or something. It's like, your mom was about to sneak out to the hospital, and she didn't tell you because she wanted to freak out. Like, I, I was like, oh, that's why the grocery list meant something? And it was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, like, did you not ask your mom, like, why do we have to talk about the grocery list for, like, a day later? Because, like, we've never done before. Like, <laughs> and just she's, like, asking about the conditioner packing a giant suitcase in yeah, front of for her. For an overnight stay at the hospital. Like, she, yeah, you just need a little bag of something. Like, are you showering at the hospital? Who knows? That's what I was, I was like, dude. And also, shouldn't they, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't Buffy and Dawn know where you're going to be? Was she going to just sneak out? Dude, especially in a town full of demons and vampires. I wrote, Joyce is getting a CAT scan staying overnight at the murder hospital. <laughs> the hospital that we just saw had demons that like bone marrow in it. Yeah. I, I wrote, she's packing a giant bag for a one night stay at a hospital. <laughs> getting a CAT scan done. Getting you know, a CAT they're scan. Gonna put you in, staying over they're going to put you in one of those... Yeah, they're gonna put you in one of those robes anyway. It's not like you need clothes. Yeah, and but yeah, it's not like you're gonna take a shower with a full standing shower with conditioner. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I, and but, then I wrote, uh, and then I wrote, they might be killing Joyce off. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, this is like a kind of. I feel like I predicted something like this where it was like, but Joyce has something like cancer, and Buffy's like, this is the one problem I can't stake. Yeah, and I was like. They gotta be able to solve it with magic. Yeah. So after Joyce tells Buffy that she's like, don't worry, it's probably nothing, but I'm just going to get a CAT scan just to make sure. But uh, yeah, and Buffy's like sad and she's like, okay, yeah, don't. I'm sure it's nothing. It'll be fine. And Joyce is like, all right, cool. So then Buffy is sad and she walks to her back porch and she sits down on the stairs and she just like hunches over and starts crying. And I was like, man, this this episode's getting emotional as <laughs> yeah. fuck, dude. Yeah, they hit it. They cranked it up like, yeah. So then through the bushes comes Spike. And Spike is a man on a mission. He's got his shotgun out. And he sees Buffy crying. And he marches up to her. And he's about to like take his shotgun out. And he, Buffy like comes up. And she sees that she's got tears coming down her face and all of the hatred and all of the malice that he just had is like evaporated. And he's like, what's, what's wrong? And Buffy's like, nothing. And then he's just sitting there and he's like, is there, is there anything I can do? All while holding like, a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> and Buffy's like, no. And then he goes and he just sits next to her with the shotgun 
and he pats her back. And the look on Buffy's face, the only way that I could describe it is Buffy is looking like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was like, this is who's here to comfort me? Yeah. <laughs> this guy that clearly came here to kill me. <laughs> I would love it if next episode Buffy's like, Riley, where were you? Spike was there oh, for me. <laughs> you know that's what's going to happen. And he'll be like, I didn't even know. You didn't even know your mom was going to the hospital. Um, <laughs> he was like, I was doing look, your patrol. <laughs> the look on her face is hilarious. Like, she can't believe what's going on. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is such a... I'm so conflicted by this scene because it works, but it's weird. And it's... I don't know, man. It's like... We've been trying to figure out how they're going to make them get together, right? Mm -hmm. And he was talking earlier, like, the family keeps you tethered. That's why it makes you want to live. And I'm going to find a day when you're like, I don't care anymore. And then this happens. So, yeah. yeah. And, um, and then Spike's just sitting there with her. Like, he pats her on the back mm -hmm. or just, like, holds her back for a little bit. And then he takes it off. And then they're just, like, sitting together yeah. for quite a while. And, like, that's how the episode ends. And I was like, geez, dude. I don't know how I feel. I was like, oh, this has got emotional. Yeah. Um, how funny would it have been if he just shot her with a shotgun? <laughs> oh. It would have been so wrong, but so funny. It would have been really funny. <laughs> He's like, what do you want? He's like, I have a shotgun. I'm here to shoot you. What do you yeah, think? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy well, to think deer that, hunting. It's crazy to think that this is a guy who tried to bite and kill her two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Like no hesitation. She was down, she was cowering, he was on top of her. Yeah. 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 And then that night had a sex dream about her. And now he's comforting her as her mom gets some kind of brain tumor. Um un undiagnosed at, at this point. Literally just checking things out yeah and if you're buffy you go okay let's figure out some magic spell that like will solve this <laughs> like honestly. i mean it's got to be some kind of brain hemorrhage or tumor if she's getting a cat scan and if they're if it is anything uh, yeah yeah it, and i think they will make it something because you're not going to introduce this like we had this last episode with the Terra thing where we're like, mm -hmm. oh, we kept saying she's a demon and then we find out she's not a demon and it's kind of a letdown. But like we read, you understand why they didn't do that, but they shouldn't have built it up for like episode after episode after episode if they didn't have a really strong payoff reveal for it. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to introduce the cat scan for it to be like completely nothing. Like it yeah. can lead to like something and it's curable or something that's like, that's going to degrade over time or something but like it has to this has to amount to something and what's like interesting and good about this is like uh so throughout the show obviously the, the enemies are all vampires which isn't real and demons which aren't real but like a brain tumor or brain cancer or whatever is going on with joyce if there is anything going on which we assume there is yeah. that's real yeah and that's something that people can look at and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. So I that is interesting. Yeah, I think that's like one of the real I think that's kind of how they they'll want to play it. You know, like they'll be like, hey, mm -hmm. this is something that isn't magic related, isn't a curse, isn't a spell. 
and we don't know how to save that you know i, I feel like they'll kind of like do that if they are trying to be like this is a way for this to actually be a threat it's like this isn't supernatural yeah what if it's one of those things where you know they find out that joyce has a brain tumor and then willow's like there's got to be a spell we got to have a spell and then buffy's like no not everything can be solved with with magic yeah, yeah. that's i feel like giles might say that line because i think he can yeah. deliver it with a little gravitas yeah uh yeah man i'm looking forward to seeing like how this all plays out because this is this got emotional and yeah yeah do you think hmm yeah i don't i don't know i mean do you think this worked for you to get you more on spike's side of like buffy dating spike uh hmm, not really yeah for me it's like some sympathy maybe this is like oh you know what maybe i won't just randomly kill spike (laughs) yeah that's that's what it led me to it led me to like okay i won't kill spike if i'm buffy but it well, did lead also, to I will date Spike and I also don't want him around me because he also tried to kiss me and that's super weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Spike's like, come on, you did it before. Like you dated Angel. Come on. I'm, it's not like you're. I'm not the vampire banger. I'm the vampire slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the Spike. I I just can't. I feel like it would be an unrequited love thing with Spike. Well, I mean, we have it as unrequited right now, but I, I just I, can't, I can't see how Buffy gets there. I can't. <laughs> the show's working it, man. The show's trying. This is the best effort the show's got, but it's like, oh, she's sad because her mom's like, if she wasn't crying, he was just going to try to shoot through the windows or something. I don't know. No. Yeah. Uh, the next episode is titled Shadow demon in people's shadows shadows are demons i think it has to be okay so vampires don't have shadows because they can't be in the sun but i guess you can have moonlight shadows yeah and and, and like shadows shadows. yeah um there's gotta be a demon in shadows it can only exist in shadows type of deal Mm. i i'm gonna go with someone following someone someone shadowing someone Oh, okay. Yeah, That's a, a good just one, a, too. Just to be different. That's a good one, too. Mm. Um, I could see it being either of those. <laughs> or none of the above. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, meet my cousin Shadow. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> she is also a key. <laughs> oh, you got a key sister, too? <laughs> those monks are busy. <laughs> Uh, well thanks for listening everybody appreciate it that is a wrap for fool for love please sign up for our patreon where we got joe's fashion report boys watching angel boys watching movies we'll be doing cruel intentions this month be on the lookout for that we also have our discord join the discord we have a bunch of lively conversations going on in there uh Follow on Instagram at Boys Watching Buffy, Boys Watching Buffy at gmail.com to write in. If you want to get a sh- 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 shout out, do the Apple Podcast rate and review or Spotify review and, or Spotify rate and screenshot it, send it to my DMs at Joe Welke. And yeah, stay tuned next time for when we talk about Shadow. Shadow.
that's actually one of his better compositions. <laughs> Have you heard? They call him William the Bloody because of his bloody awful poetry. It suits him. I'd rather have a railroad spike through my head than listen to that awful stuff. 